Music talks in different ways. Hi there, I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. As you can probably notice, in this episode, we take a slight detour away from the classic sound to something with a little more of a modern flair. Though the traditional element is a pivotal part of this program, we can't deny that music has so many other forms of expression, depending on the instruments, geography, society, age group, and so on. We've heard many different styles from various regions all over China, but I was surprised to find that Beijing had its own emerging musical trajectory, brought on by the youth of this amazing metropolis. But which styles are prevalent? Do they differ at all from the music scene in the West? What's the sentiment behind this new age vibe from Chinese youth? To find out, I hit the streets of the capital to meet Eric De Fontenay, the man behind the live music scene in Beijing and founder of Music Dish. Here's a few snippets of our conversation. Why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Okay, so I'm from New York.、Mm. Came to China first time in 2009. I'm a, an adopted New Yorker. Beijing has adopted me. I hope it doesn't regret that. When I came to Beijing the first time, I had a mission. My mission was: Is there any underground culture in the belly of the beast?、Ooh. And you know, I found you know whether it was contemporary art, or of course the underground music scene. You know, I found a lot of really underground culture. Kind of reminded me a little of New York in its more underground heydays of like '80s and '90s. So that was really attractive to me. So that would—that's probably what you would say your overall mission here is in China, because you, earlier you mentioned your mission when you came here.、Uh, so basically, what I do is promoting the Chinese indie music scene、uh, to Chinese youth, right? Okay.、Um, who are still in a discovery phase? I notably did a tour、um, uh, bring Arshil Megui, so Secondhand Rose, which is like one of the biggest rock bands in China, brought them abroad. And also before COVID, I was bringing a lot of great music from overseas into China, and just basically promoting on all sides,、um, just great music and trying to maybe incorporate into a more multidisciplinary kind of event. We really want to make it an experience. So, how long would you say you've been involved in music in China and abroad? So, in China, I guess officially it's January 2010. Because that's when I launched Music Dish China at Midem, which is which was the biggest music conference in the world at the time. We were a media partner. I launched Music Dish China, the website, with a podcast. So officially, I guess that would be the start. In music, I guess officially it would be 1997 when I launched Music Dish, the company. So、okay. this was the dawn of music and the web, around the same time that. MP3.com, CD Baby. If listeners know who MP3.com is, you're old.、Uh, <laughs> no offense, but、uh, what would you say brought you to music as a you know for a career? I mean, what was that moment or that experience where you felt like, hey, you know what, this is something that I think I want to do for the rest of my life? Well, I never think of something as I want to do for the rest of my life. Okay, because your rest, your, I mean, you know. And most people would say、uh, they expect that where they are, they're going to stay there. Like most Americans, stay in America the rest of their life. I've so far lived in five countries,、mm. so for me, rest of your life is like what I've already lived. Feel like I've lived like three, four lifetimes. Yeah. So I, I don't know what rest of your life is.、Um, I guess you know. Actually, when I formed Music Dish, it, it, it wasn't called Music Dish. When I started the company, when I registered it, it was called Tagit. 
tag it. Yes. Okay. Okay. And uh, okay. So remember, I'm from New York. So the idea was, you know, when the web came out, for me, it was like, oh, this is going to be democratization of expression. People will be free to express themselves in the way they want, not within the structures of a publishing world. So to me, the internet was like, uh, you know, anybody could go and tag a wall, like graffiti, right? Because I'm from New York. So we said, tag it. We wanted to promote that people would express themselves freely on the internet. And in, for about six months in, in running tag it, I had an epiphany that for certain, that for several parameters, for several reasons, music was going to be the watershed of the internet. Music was going to lead the charge and dictate a lot of the trends in the internet. So then I, I rebranded the company Music Dish. Okay. And of course, music was a big driver in the adoption of the internet in the early years. Uh, all the copyright issues, uh, marketing, and etc. was driven by music. Uh, MySpace. MySpace. <laughs> yeah, MySpace, the first social network, was because of peer-to-peer. -peer. I mean, peer-to-peer -peer is a technology that could be used in anything, but where did it get used? really massively, Napster. Napster. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, even uh, TikTok, you know, in the West. I mean, TikTok is a short video platform, right? But, but where's it having the biggest effect in, in the US? It's on music, right? You know, I think uh, ByteDance announced that 90 plus um, artists were signed to major labels due to TikTok. Hmm. Now they were able to trace that out, you know, so, Again, even today, music is a primary driver of trends in the internet. As you've heard, Eric has thoroughly explored and witnessed a lot in his musical journey here in Beijing. His company, Music Disc, showcases dozens of seasoned and upcoming musicians who are local, nationwide, and international favorites. Today, we'll get a chance to hear tracks from Music Dish's list of most recommended and popular songs for 2020 and 2021 so far. Also, we'll hear more about China's indie music scene from Eric. First up, we have Shanghai in the Rain by Chen Jialin from the album Postscript. Let's check it out. Strange faces, but strange smiles alone. 
And that was Shanghai in the Rain by Chun Jia Lin. Really dig the beat, melody, and feel on that track. Chun is an independent singer and producer with a jazzy, funk, indie-tronic sound. Eric and I talked a little about how the music here differs from the West and other regions in several ways. He even went on to give me his version of a sort of a musical genre map of China. Let's hear a bit more to see what I mean. So what would you say is some of the differences between um, yeah, music today or the music here in China as opposed to other places? As I would say that um, there's less mainstreaming than there is in places like the States and etc. There's less music, of course. I mean, if you, you know, there's less music being produced. I think there's like seven million bands and according if you look at Spotify and SoundCloud and you try to extrapolate how many bands like so many in China so many there's so fewer of course um, so I'm not saying in the West or in, in the States there's not experimental great indie music but it kind of you know you, it's kind of like looking for a needle in a haystack of everybody else trying to make music that's well, maybe not good for radio anymore to make it good for Spotify to get on a Spotify playlist so it can make it good for TikTok so that it's good for a dance competition on the TikTok dance challenge as they call it whereas here I listen to a lot of indie music all the time there is not really an average time length for a song there are songs that go eight minutes there are songs that are like three and a half minutes um, there's not really a, a, a thing of like oh this is rock they're bending genres, mixing genres, whatever they feel, it's really creative. And that's what I think really, you know, even today. And I think it comes from the particular elements. You know, if you look at indie and Korea, you can tell the American influence, but the American influence from soldiers on the base there and et cetera, you know, context given here, it's more chaotic and, and that's great. Uh, so you got bands that are mixing electro, soul, and you know maybe punk, 
Oh, whatever. Man. And it sounds good, you know. For people outside of China, what would you say would be the most surprising about the Chinese music scene? I think most people, when they think of China, well, I, I know, because of course I do talk to people outside, because I'm an outsider. Yeah. Like, I'm an adopted outsider, right? And I follow the news. If you look at MSNBC, or Fox News, or CNN, you know, what's China? Well, it's a country that's developed a lot, and it's a Chinese Communist Party. There's basically two things they know about China. So that colors their perception. So I'm going to assume that, that though I assume our listeners are maybe more educated, more aware, because they're listening to this show. But still, if they haven't been here, they're still going to be colored by the overwhelming uh, societal discussion that's happening, right? That they're exposed to. Of course. So I think they'd be surprised that there's punk and metal and that kids are pogoing and moshing. You know, I've toured a lot of bands, uh, foreign bands here, and I'd say nearly all of them, their thing is these are the most passionate fans I've ever played for. They're crazy. And I say crazy in a good sense, like they, they love it. I think they would also be surprised by how eclectic the music is. If they really take the time to listen to the breath of the music, how the range of music that there is that's being produced, I think they would be really surprised. Last time we spoke, you mentioned how if you were to put uh, China on a musical map, I mean, how would you name some of these provinces? So Americans don't realize, like, China's a lot like America. All right. Okay? Now, first of all, it's about the same size as continental America. Relatively about the same shape. I mean, you know, they talk about West Coast, East Coast, South and North, you know, like we do. And, and it has its different textures and personalities. Actually, in China, you even have different languages. I mean, if you talk about Shanghaiese, you know, it, yeah, okay, it's referred to as a dialect, but Beijing people cannot understand Shanghaiese. You know, it's, it's not really Pudonghua. Uh, or Sichuanese, you know, and etc. Not speaking of the min ethnic minorities. Uh, so it's a very diverse country. In, in a lot of ways, it's more, you know, America is, of course, far more ethnically diverse, racially diverse, and etc. I mean, it's a, the beautiful thing about America. But China's, for a country that's 90% Han, Oh my God, you know, there's no two Han that are alike. <laughs> you know, it's a very diverse country. Uh, Wuhan, which is kind of like Beijing, you know, Wuhan is known as kind of a harder city with, with harder stock people, you know, who are straight talkers, you know, like New Yorkers. Mm -hmm. That is credited with being the home of punk. Uh, Xi'an was known as, as, as like producing a lot of metal. Okay. But ironically enough, also was uh, Guangdong was also known for this. So I was like, really? Metal. Yunnan, which is often referred to by foreigners as the Montego Bay of China, you can guess, is really where reggae comes out. And there's so many reggae bands out of Yunnan. It's a beautiful place. I mean, it's always spring. It's, you know, it, it, it's between Southeast Asia's tropical forest and Tibetan Himalayas. Uh, you know, it, it's just, and it has the most ethnic minorities. And it's an easy living place and just seems to be the place that reggae just flourishes and et cetera. I can see that. 
But uh, in Mongolia, also uh, uh, hip hop is big. Yeah, a lot producing a lot of uh, interesting hip hop in Mongolia. That that I don't know why, but yeah. And in China, uh, Chengdu is the capital of hip hop. So at this point of our conversation, I have to admit I was pretty shocked that there was so much more than what I was exposed to here in terms of musical genres and expression. With that being said, next on the roster. We have a chillax track for you called Horses of Ruin by the Weirdo Room. So have a listen and see where this track takes you.
Forces of Ruin by the Weirdo Room from the album One Degree Celsius. Love the mellow, introspective vibe that emanated from this song. Formed in 2012, Weirdo Room is a band coming out of the ancient city of Xi'an known for its experimental and alternative style. In my convo with Eric, we inevitably got to the subject of this notion of mainstream music and what that is to an industry insider. We also talked a little about what it actually means to be indie or punk nowadays. Let's hear it. Would you say that any of the music that you've heard since you've been here have mainstream capabilities, at least? To me, mainstream, what we call mainstream music, is like McDonald's. It's easy to consume. Doesn't mean it's good. Doesn't mean it's good for you. But you know, what is it? McDonald's is cheap and quick, right? So it has its place, but I think, and, 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 and a lot of people listen to mainstream music because other people are listening to mainstream music. I think culture is meant to challenge. It's not meant to be McDonald's. So I think for music, I mean, I don't, what, what I'll take your question to be is, is the quality of the music good? Is it good enough to go beyond borders, right? And, and on that basis, I'll say yes. I don't think we should judge music on popularity award. Right. I don't think Picasso ever painted to be mainstream, right? Now he's recognized. Yeah. And I firmly believe that. For people who are not, who are outside of this, I, I want to call it subculture, what does it mean to be indie or, or, or punk? So let me take indie, because indie is actually a term that I remember when it started being used. In, the, in America to describe a style of music when originally indie just meant you were independent, meaning you were not signed to a major. So if you were indie, you were either signed to an indie label or you were unsigned, right? And then another way of describing indie in the old days was it was more underground. In other words, it wasn't mainstream. In China, indie usually refers to bands playing live music and touring the live house circuit and festivals. So in China, I think, and this is the difference maybe between punk here and punk in the West, is that punk in the West is a label, whereas I think punk here is still more closer to the original lifestyle. It's rebelling against the system. And when I say the system, I mean the societal system. You know, sometimes the most oppressive system is the system that society imposes on you, right? Yeah. You know, you have to get married by this age. If you're a man, you have to buy the house. You know, if you're a woman, you're expected to do these things. And this is not just China. This is all across the planet. Isn't it interesting how a genre of music can sometimes define someone's way of life, outlook, and what they stand for? I think it's safe to say that you are what you listen to. Our next tune is from a band called Fozzy with the song titled Died in the Wind. Intrigued by the title? <laughs> so am I. Let's check it out.
and that was Died in the Wind by Chinese post-punk band Fozzy. These guys are another band out of Xi'an, formed in 2010, who are carving their space to the overlooked yet vibrant indie rock scene here in China. For our last track of this episode, we have American cowboy and blues singer Eric Allen. He's a lead vocalist of Eric Allen Woodshed, Beijing's only band that combines a hard-rocking style with authentic Chicago, Texas, and Mississippi Delta blues. The song we have to take us out of this episode is titled She Waits, a song about a Chinese war photographer and correspondent who went missing during World War II while his mother and sister waited daily for his return in vain. It's a song about incredible strength and loyalty, longing, and love. I'm not afraid to die. 
Eric Allen, She Waits. I want to give a special thanks to Eric DeFontenay, our featured musicians, and Music Dish for making this episode possible. For more from us, be sure to check out Music Talks on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. To hear more from the musicians featured in our program, check out Music Dish China. Thanks for listening. We'll see you here next time.